0: Yeah, I woke up to that this morning. Um, Good time. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I don't, I don't just want to scream because, uh, well, I don't just want to scream. It's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it. Um, should we tell people what we're responding to?
1: Yeah, let me, let me start this out by just reading.
0: <laughs> okay
1: and i saw a beast rising from the sea that had ten horns and seven heads and on its heads blasphemous names and the beast that i saw was like a leopard and its feet were like a bear's and its mouth was like a lion's mouth the dragon and the dragon gave it power and his throne great authority and it was as if one of the heads had been slaughtered entirely dead and its death blow had was healed and all of the earth followed after the beast in wonder and they made obscene they worshipped the dragon Because he had given authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, "Who is like the beast, and who can wage war on him?" And it was given a mouth speaking grand things and blasphemies, and it was given authority to act for forty-two months. And it opened its mouth in blasphemies against God, to blaspheme His name and His tabernacle, those tabernacling in heaven. And it was granted to it to wage war with the Holy Ones and to conquer them. And it was granted authority over every tribe and people and tongue and nation, and all those dwelling on the earth will worship him, everyone whose name has not been written in the Book of the Suckling Lamb, who has been slaughtered from the foundations of the cosmos. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is for captivity, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be killed by a sword, by a sword he is to be killed. Here is the endurance and faithfulness of the Holy Ones. So that's just the first part of Revelation 13, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Eric Metaxas, the the great uh, uh, Bonhoeffer the
1: prophet, scholar and prophet, the great,
0: bon, the great prophet and Bonhoeffer scholar, and Christian dandy, as he <laughs> as his friend Rod Dreher calls him, as a term of endearment. Um, he, uh, in response to Trump's being dismissed from Walter Reed Medical Facility, uh, tweeted, and I suppose I will read the tweet directly. Tweeted, "What is funnier than this that than that this president got COVID and then beat it in a couple of days and is already back at work? Is there anyone like unto him?" If I were one of his detractors, I think I'd give up right now. No sense throwing good bitterness after bad. So, I'm, ah. <laughs> now, now we've talked about on various podcasts and in various phone calls, Corey and I have talked about Eric Metaxas before. Um, I have, you know, the, his, his brain is being slowly <laughs> overcome by wasps and beetles and
1: (laughs) the uh, the, spirits
0: of air and the the scare (laughs) of beetles from the mummy (laughs) yeah like like i you know his tweets are getting more and more um you know kind of kind of sickening Mm -hmm. and insane and um he punched a guy he did punch a guy <laughs> and then Rod Dreher also his, his his theocratic friend also was like that's a good idea we should punch more people <laughs> we should punch more people
1: that guy fucking yeah. deserved
0: it <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm like good this is really good it's going good um yeah i uh hmm. so i obviously hopefully listeners you could see the parallels like like the uh, Eric Meditax is on purpose quoting from the book of Revelation what is what is strange about this comment is you know in the book of Revelation it's bad
1: (laughs) right well well so so I looked it up I was I was looking it up because I knew it was from Revelation um but it's also it also appears in the Psalms Uh, oh
0: great even better
1: but, but that appears as like you know being being said about God <laughs> right know? so either way you cut it it's all bad you right. know like and, then, and I, then it also appears in the Quran of all
0: places that's probably good too um, so Eric metatax is either quoting from the Quran which was which would be very funny for his image and I think that's what we should be we should be pushing on Twitter Eric Metaxas I didn't know you liked the Quran so much now there by the way listeners not that there's anything wrong with the Quran right but Eric right. Metaxas
1: thinks there's something wrong with the right. Quran. Eric, Eric Metaxas uh, as his name is pronounced um, I know who cares <laughs> who cares JK Rowling JK Rowling who cares um right. she's terrible either way and uh Eric Metaxas Metaxas is uh, terrible either way anyway um yeah he he is a he is a conservative evangelical uh Trump sycophant at this point uh yep. who who is attempting I think a form of satire but but his brain's too broken.
0: <laughs> well, and and Eric Eric Meditex has done this a lot, um, and that's what I think. That maybe that's maybe that's my my most primary take on all of this is, um, you know, Eric in his tweets often will say that the tweeting he is doing is supposed to be funny. You know, like, and so when he Says uh, uh, like last year, he posted this tweet, or or it feels like last year. It might not be last year. He posted this tweet of uh, um, of of outrageously racist ebonics, right? Right. Just, just like just like uh, sickening disgusting racism you right know, like, like, like that I can't even I can't even understand what I was reading like it took my brain a few moments to to be like what like what is he saying um and then like and then he defends it by saying oh I'm joking Right. Don't you stupid people realize when a genius is doing literary masterpieces? I'm like, no, but he does But that's like how every tweet is is defended. Like mm-hmm. every single time, it's defended by appealing to this like artistic satire or this like artistic, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right. This uh, is
1: just a joke, people.
0: Yeah, I'm just joking because I know it really gets a rise out of out of out of you out of you idiots.
1: Rubes, out of you rubes.
0: Right. One second. Hang on, I hear my daughter. I'm sorry. Pause. Okay.
1: And I saw another beast rise out of the earth, and it had two horns like a suckling lamb and spoke like a dragon. And it exercises all the authority of the first beast in the latter's presence, and brings about the earth those who dwell in it shall make uh, shall worship the first beast, whose death blow was healed, and it performs great signs, such as it, such that it even makes fire descend from earth. From heaven to earth in front of human beings and by the signs it's been granted to perform to the beast before the beast it leads those dwelling on the earth astray telling those dwelling on the earth to make an image for the beast that bears the sword's wound that has lived and it was granted to give a spirit to the beast image that the beast image might speak as well and it might bring about as many things as might worship the beast image that might not worship the beast image should be killed and it brings about for everyone, the small and the great, the rich and the destitute, both the free and the slaves, that they should give them a mark impressed upon their right hand or on their foreheads, that no one could buy or sell except whoever had the mark, the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is the wisdom let whoever has reasoning mind calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and its number is 666. <laughs> I just how's, how's figured. I just figured while you were away, I'd just finish off the last of the chapter. That's probably good. So we can actually uh, talk about Eric Metaxas, who's definitely the second piece.
0: <laughs> well, but that's that's actually kind of what I want to talk about, because, you know, I I don't think that, you know, I, I don't think that the book of Revelation is a prophecy. Like, I don't think it's it's that. I, I think that uh, on one hand, like, like lots of things in the scripture, I think the book of Revelation... Uh, unveils something that's very true about the relationship between power and human beings and politics and God you know and so I don't think it's shocking that um, people are behaving the way that Revelation says people behave Mm -hmm. when when um, confronted with satanic Political power, you know, and I'll name it like that. Like I'm, you know, of course it's, on, right. of course it's satanic, you know. Like, this like, let's, point, yeah. Let's not be silly.
1: We're not sparing anyone's feelings here.
0: Right, right, and so like when Eric and and that that brings me to my main take, like like um, the troll culture, you know, and and I'm guilty. We all troll a little bit. That's all fine. I don't care, but like this sort of troll thing. That, that Eric Meditex is doing is, is something that we see a lot on like, you know, kind of incel, racist, white supremacist, proud boy nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, people online will say these really horrific things, you know, horrifically sexist or racist or, or, or evil vile things. And uh, and cannot be held accountable, you know, because they will sort of jump, you know, kind of back and be like, "Oh, I'm joking. I'm 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 not being serious," you know, not really. Right. When when we all kind of know that that's not true, like like, right. well, no, they are being serious. You know, they just understand that that this that's is the their way, get out of
1: jail free card.
0: Yes, is their get out of jail free card. This is the way they can they can get these things out in the open without having to be held accountable for them. You know, what What we see is that we, we really haven't become less racist, ultimately. It's just that it's not the 50s and 60s where, where people weren't held accountable for getting on national television, saying the N-word and, and wondering why why, you know, people of color are such savages you know like and they can and they can kind of say that out loud I, people are still doing that now right they're just saying it quietly <laughs> they're saying it quietly and they're or in, in other worried.
1: words they're saying it in other words
0: right right they you know were, were they they're saying it kind of within this sort of framework of trolling or, mm-hmm. or whatever and so uh, and so here's I'll say this last thing and then I, I, I want to know your take <laughs> like my what always confuses me about Eric is I don't know what the joke is you know he'll say a thing that is not only not funny it's also not a joke it, it doesn't have the cadence of a joke it doesn't have the you know it, it's not funny to anybody um it doesn't feel or sound like a joke, and then he'll be like, "No, I'm, you know, I can't believe you people are taking me seriously. I, I'm joking." <laughs> what is, what is funny? And this goes for all of his tweets about Biden and about you know any anything, Jesus being white. Remember that tweet? Like, yeah. what is what is funny about that? Like, like mm. what is what is a joke? So. So using biblical language that is either used to talk about God in the Psalms or talk about the beast in revelation to talk about the president, whom you like, 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 who you are, who you like, who you think is called by God, who you think is, who you think is, uh, doing this really phenomenal, great job, who just recovered from being uh, sick with an illness that killed 210, 210,000 Americans.
1: Recovered, recovered. <laughs> right, yeah, air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> right, you know? right.
0: But, but, like, even if he did, like, like you, you know, you, and you call that guy a bib. You use biblical language that's reserved for God or for the devil. Well, especially, <laughs> and, then, and then you say, "What? It's a joke. I'm joking." Well, what? What is funny? What is the joke? I don't right. understand.
1: It, especially right now, when uh, when the the parallels between. um between what Eric Metaxas tweeted, and uh, you know the passage that I read from Revelation thirteen, where everybody talks about, "Oh, look at the beast whose wounds was healed, whose wounds were healed." Right, right. Who is who is like him? Who is like unto him? And it's just kind of staring at it, like, is is this the joke, Eric? Or are you are you so possessed by by the powers that be that you don't even recognize like scripture anymore?
0: Well, and I guess it's possible, you know, like, I guess it's possible that Eric is serious, but that would just be a giant, that would be a, I mean, he's always serious. He's always, he's always actually serious. He's serious
1: serious. until he's not
0: serious. Until he, he he, yeah, until he has to, exactly, until he has to, to dial it back. But like, that would be so, for him to stand by this, suite would be so weird. You know, that would be uncharacteristic of him him to say for for, because everybody's pointed it out to him buddy you just quoted from the book of revelation regarding the beast do you think trump is the beast in the book of revelation you know like like (laughs) what's the the joke (laughs) what's the joke i don't understand the joke you know if i set posted that it would be a joke we'd all understand the joke Ah, who is like him, right? Because Ethan thinks Trump is is the
1: devil, you know. Yeah, yeah, that makes <laughs> right. sense, you know. But but Eric Meditax doesn't. Right, but if it's like your guy and you're you're making this joke about him being the beast. It's like are you what's 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 the what's the long-term goal here, bud? Right. And and you know what,
0: maybe um, Maybe this is an example, uh, a a really kind of deep example of what Stringfellow says when he talks about Babel. Like, Mm. like we often attribute Babel to, you know, kind of the bureaucratic nonsense, the kind of propagandist nonsense. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Babel is in Stringfellow, as you know very very well. Babel in Stringfellow is is really any any kind of. Uh, language that does not mean what it says it means you know that, double that speak it, jargon that sort of thing it, 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 exactly and it's used to great effect in really you know in in any any nation but mm. but it's it's gotten to be pretty
1: nasty right. over the war last is, three years right war is peace like war that is sort peace. of thing it's right, right. Read 1984 if you need an example of it
0: yeah no that's a good point 1984 or, or read
1: any peace. of donald trump's tweets that's another way <laughs> yeah yeah space force <laughs> <laughs> watch I, I do have to say i do have to add that watching his uh watching the the effects of the steroids that he's on like Take hold as he just tweets like nonsensical post after nonsensical post is is truly a thing of beauty.
0: It is funny. I don't disagree. But um, but maybe my point is maybe this is a kind of deeper babble where mm-hmm. where you have a person who you know we all know what this person thinks we all we all get it um, and and who uses biblical language theological language you know moral language in in such a reckless and and destructive way so as to make it unintelligible that that it becomes even more unintelligible the the more it goes like mm-hmm. like this isn't sarcasm even if he says it is sarcasm, it's still not the sarcasm you thi- we we would think it means. Mm-hmm. You know, because the fact of the matter is, is that Eric Meditax doesn't think Trump is the beast in the book of Revelation, even though he's using a, the literary allusion of it from the book of Revelation. But, but maybe the funnier and worse joke is that, he really does just think it's great that Trump has healed his wounds and is bigger and stronger than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe he values that. Maybe he thinks that's really great. And so he's going to use the the scripture from the book of Revelation. Maybe he's like Nietzsche. Maybe maybe he's like he's like <laughs> Nietzsche's like Nietzsche's like yeah, the Bible's wrong anyway, you know. So I'm going to pray Why, why denounce the beast? Beast seems pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Right, maybe maybe this is just the thing to send a Life Way or whoever like sells his books at their bookstore. Just be like, hey, uh, this guy's doing this thing, so you should pull his books. Yeah, try to ruin him. Right, be like, listen, I'll, I'll use cancel culture for good. Cancel culture is not real anyway, so let's yeah, at least try to real. use it.
0: Not that it's real. Deplatforming—that's the way to go. What was yeah. the last time we heard about Milo Yiannopoulos? Right, exactly. He was deplatformed. <laughs> I was like, what's he doing? Right. Twitter, nothing. remove this man's account. <laughs> he's, he's doing nothing. That's the answer. <laughs> he's, he's doing nothing. He's working in a toll booth somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Toll booth operator. Oh God.
1: Now so Wait, so so ahead. to 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 talk about what revelation is, because we you said that it's not prophecy. Um, mm-hmm. what, what we mean by that is not prophecy and like the, the traditional way we tend to think about prophecy in our 21st century Western world where, right. you know, prophecy is, uh, well, you are the chosen one. Um, prophecy is all future telling and that sort of thing, um, as opposed to like what prophecy was actually understood to be, which was people, of opp- people who were oppressed or people who were without power speaking to people with power. Um, and and revelation uses the genre or is the genre that is known as apocalypse or apocalyptic literature which just means it's this idea of effectively what we would call science fiction today science fiction or horror um where you you take things that are contemporary that are happening and you draw back the curtain to show like what's really underneath so the nations are described as these great terrible beasts uh the people who who uh uh, proclaim the glory of the emperor or the, the the heads of government are either um, uh, beasts from the earth or or just prophets to that beast um, right and and yeah I, I use that language a lot i wrote uh a few months ago now at some point during covid um during quarantine even i wrote this article uh for my blog about donald trump being Uh, the beast from the earth not saying that you know again literally he's a one-to-one correlation or a one-to-one comparison but rather that he is behaving in a way that is beast-like right right. and since then i've wanted to write a follow-up article and i just it seems like every time it's appropriate to write it like something new happens that's even more insane um yep and uh it's I I said to Ethan when he sent out this text this morning that, or this message to me this morning that, uh, these people continue to just write my articles for me. Um, and so like the second beast, the second beast, the beast from the earth in that chapter of revelation is like commonly thought of as akin to like a false prophet, someone who, who sings the praises to the beast and, uh, causes the people to worship them, uh, and does miracles. Um, the the authors of Left Behind take that to mean like the Catholic Church because of course they do. Um, it's but, a
0: good thing I don't read. <laughs> it's a right. good thing I've but, never read that. <laughs> but
1: but I mean but I mean that's that's one of those things where there there are times with uh, with the Left Behind books where like they're so close to getting it right. Right. Because like I look at that at this point and I'm like yeah that's just the Evangelical American Church.
0: Right. Right. Just switched around. Right.
1: Uh, and and again, that's that's just to say, just to clarify, that's just to say that um, the Book of Revelation is always relevant. Oh yes, um, you you are you are always going to find those parallels. Um, the people who the people who constantly are like on the lookout for how things will happen and uh, end up um, are wrong. <laughs> right. Um,
0: Sorry. yeah I agree. <laughs> no I, I I agree I agree mm-hmm. I think um, here's here's another thought I have I I think that because evangelicals and and really and, and and then in the way evangelicals and the rest of American culture kind of bleeds into everything else that that everybody does here in this country because I think that there is such an, a heavy emphasis on not even the divinity of Jesus but the magic of Jesus you know the the way in which Jesus is a is is a uh, as seen on tv product that that Mm -hmm. can kind of transform your life Um, because of that uh, anything that appears supernatural can then kind of be attributed to a good thing Jesus does, mm-hmm. and so, w- which I think is this is one of the more interesting lessons of the Book of Revelation, right? Like the beasts in the Book of Revelation do things that seem to be supernatural. Mm-hmm. And the book of Revelation, you know, the book of Revelation isn't a demythologizing document. It doesn't. It doesn't try to show how everybody's a charlatan. That, that mm-hmm. it it assumes, you know, if, if we want to read it in these ways, it assumes that the beasts. Are supernatural, like it assumes that they have this sort of ability to be healed, or, or yeah, because for the things. for
1: the time for the time, magic was assumed to be real to some to some degree. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they call it magic. Yeah, but but, but, but uh,
0: I, I know what you soothsaying mean. will say. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. There, there are powers, right? Yeah, and um, and and I think that because a lot of evangelicals. And Americans sort of assume that, then uh, things like Donald Trump beat the disease in three days uh, come across not not as the scary <laughs> destructive power that revelation wants to wants to point to and say, mm, you know, don't be fooled um but as the well surely this is a no, yet another sign of Jesus's anointing over over the order it, it's the same kind of logic that that is sort of present in like a prosperity gospel right like uh, why would this why would it be bad that I have all this money? Why would that be mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm you know this is good and and it's supernaturally good and all good things come from jesus who did this for me um i mean i mean why would it be bad didn't jesus heal all kinds of people why would it why couldn't we say that jesus heals donald trump well there are some reasons for that one um donald trump even if he did beat COVID, like even if he's fine which I don't think he is, but even if he's fine. (laughs)
1: Right. There's no way he's he's, fine.
0: Yeah, even if he's fine. He's fine because of socialized medicine that we paid for, the greatest medical facility in the country and in the world, uh, 24-7 doctoral and nursing care.
1: Drugs that experimental drugs
0: that the public doesn't have, you know, like like that's why he even if he is fine, that's why he's fine.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So I uh, like like I, but but I do think that that's the the the, the, um, reflection on the effects of Jesus. I think also causes us to not really see. How this is a problem, right? So
1: Christianity in this country, and 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 arguably, like always, I mean, a, every religion has this. Like, there's yeah, always yeah. there's always the two. There's always at least like to 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 put it at its most basic. There's always the two camps of any religion. There's right. the there's the philosophical camp uh, that kind of views everything allegorically. Philosophically, those sorts of things, like not pure whatever. Um, I know what you mean. And then there's the more folk religion side that yeah yeah that clings to that clings to things that well we might call magic, <laughs> uh, but but miracles we'll say um, that that idea. I can, of, I can dig it. Yeah, like it, it's not a perfect metaphor, but. Um, in in the sense of like you you look at any point in American history or in world history you see that those those dualities at work. Um, the the best example being uh, the witch trials, sure. Um, throughout throughout Europe and throughout the U.S., where you know the the folk religion people, the Protestants um, were were intent with burning witches at the stake, with hanging them, with Crushing them with rocks and doing all these other things. Meanwhile, like the actual Catholic Church, when they would come in, would be like, "Guys, there's no such thing as witches." Right. Um, yeah, it's that. It's that sort of. It's that sort of thing. Yeah, I think which, I think which again, impressive. I want to, I want to claim that you know that's not to discount miracles, whatever. But
0: no, no, I know. I, I, <laughs> I think that dimension is 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 there, sort of. Um. I just think that when when we read Revelation correctly, and I do mm. think there's a correct and incorrect way of reading Revelation, I do, more more so than in other books of the Bible, because oh, yeah. I, I, I just do. When we read Revelation correctly, when we're attentive to some of the things that the New Testament, and the Old Testament, the New Testament in particular, uh, assumes is true about the world, we discover that um human beings are assailed from uh, from all sorts of angles by powers and vitalities. like the stuff we talk about on this podcast or that you talk about on this podcast. Um, but, but it runs even deeper than just the general sense of doom we feel over <laughs> everything that's happening, you know, right. <laughs> like like the that human beings are affected and encounter, uh, powers that that aren't really explained well. That that even when we explain them scientifically, there is a sort of phenomenal remainder. You know, where where we're like, yes, we understand, we've explained them, but like, it doesn't change the fact that they're that they still exert an influence. You know, um, like because all of that is true, there is a sense in which. The New Testament's view of humanity is is able to hold together so many of the the phenomenon that we're experiencing now that we're not really able to hold together well. And so, um, you know, I just saw on Facebook before I went to bed last night some person who I went to high school with posted this long status about, you know, about Trump and about about name another seventy four year old billionaire with COVID who who is working for the American people. He's the most hated man in the country. Yet that's not stopping him from working for us, you know, and and all all this stuff. Stuff that like I I just look at it and I'm like, man, I just don't know how you can arrive at these conclusions. Like how can you possibly arrive at these conclusions? And and for like the New Testament, I, I think that the the answer is well human beings are not just rational like that's not that's not even really necessarily a part of the new testament anyway the rationality argument like like human beings are human beings are influenced and assailed on a number of sides by a number of powers and authorities yeah like 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 we're 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 being fed all kinds of things same same with me it doesn't doesn't matter that i found that silly like so i'm i'm uh, you and I are attacked too, right? And um, and and I think that that there is something uh, to that view that caught, that that helps us understand more uh, what in the world is going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, d- demonstrably untrue things. I, I was it you that I did, did did I say this to you? I can't remember. I. Maybe I, I might have said it to Joe, and it just never made air. Um, I do my my very best, particularly when I was a pastor, to be kind and to understand the role of like Veterans Day or Memorial Day or, or Fourth of July for people. Like I do my very best to do that. Um, but but if I was really honest. I think that people who get emotional over patriotic stuff are downright lunatics. Like like I, I just do. Like I, I think that they are. I think there is something wrong with them. Mm. That is ungenerous of me, and, and I and I understand that. But like I think that there is something wrong with people who who listen to I'm proud to be an American and like walk away from that moved like mm. slain in the spirit like mm. like I, I think there is something profoundly disturbed you know within them um, and uh, you know that's
1: yeah, ungenerous and, and,
0: of me well, but, and, but it's and true
1: what I, what I might say in, reg- in regards to that is not is, is again to speak of it from the, the language of the principalities. It's not to say that like those people are bad people or sure. or whatever else it's to say that, or it's to recognize how, how their wills, how their desires, how their brains have been hijacked um, right. and, and fed this, fed this narrative and fed these uh, reactions. So, so a story, a story for that. Um, <clears throat> remember remember watching the old uh, the, the old news reels of like the Beatles performing yeah yeah um, so you see you see like the women like shrieking and crying and passing out in the front mm. um, That was an engineered phenomenon like sure. that that phenomenon did not just spring up out of holes in the ground that phenomenon um, there were women who were specifically hired early on to do that. Like to, to freak out, to pee their pants, to to just lose their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they found was that they only had to do this for like a few a few concerts, um, and then this this actually became a thing and actually took hold. Right. right. Uh, because that's what happens. <clears throat>
0: sure. Sure. And uh, and that's a good example. It really is. I I think I. You know, thinking back to Eric and, and his comment, I I am just I think the thing that I'm most disturbed about is how is how I just do not understand. Um, and maybe that's maybe maybe this demonstrates a kind of character defect in myself or 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 a way I A a way I am that that needs to be looked at a little more closely but you know I I want to be able to understand the phenomenon right like I want to be able to understand what is happening which is why I love the paradigm of the powers like it helps me understand and it helps me make sense and live in theologically in in what's going on and I think it's true Um, but but Eric, Eric's comment and and everything that kind of leads from up to that and from that um, demonstrates how how little I really get it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I understand people wanting strength and authority. I understand people wanting to feel like a politician cares about them in particular. I understand people wanting all of those things. But Trump doesn't doesn't do any of those things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like it's all it it he sometimes he's not even trying. Like sometimes he doesn't even try to pretend. That's and and that's what I'm so confused about, Corey. Like like I sit there and I'm like, but I what are you seeing? Like Eric Meditac's quotes the book of revelation in a positive way like he quotes mm. about the beast in a in a good way does he want a beast and <laughs> and then and then i think well maybe everybody does want a beast
1: mm. okay but like trump's not a beast there's a there's a there's a name for this episode everybody wants a beast everybody wants a beast <laughs> or does everybody want a beast <laughs> <laughs> um no, I was that that gets me thinking cuz I was I was listening to uh I was listening to Inverse podcast the other day. Um okay. and they had David Dark on. Um he's a, and
0: by the way David Dark's voice is awesome.
1: Yes. I don't know if
0: you thought like like he, the first time
1: I listened to him, I was like all it's, right it's not case. what I it's not what I expected initially. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. But I got used to it. But um they were they were talking about how how um do, how donald um is is this truly unique phenomenon in terms of like the presidential uh civic religion civil religion right. where where all of the other presidents have to give this certain amount of lip service to like right. the character the person of jesus christ the the gospel that whole thing um donald trump does not ever have to do that Donald Trump just stands there holding a Bible awkwardly in front, of a, in front of a building or in front of a church and everybody creates the narrative for him. Donald Trump leaves the hospital and everybody creates the narrative for him. And and that, I, I've said this before and I'll say this again until he's gone, um, that is the thing that's truly disturbing to me about Donald Trump um, is that this is not a normal presidency in regards to this is, this is literal worship. Like mm. these are, these are human beings who, who are following this man with like a cult like level of intensity. Uh, right. And I've never seen anything like it in politics. I've never seen anything like it anywhere. Like I'm sure, I'm sure there have been times. I mean, I, I know there have been times in history where like these cults of personality popped up, uh, but I can't think of them in recent memory or like in living memory. Like, obviously, you have Jonestown, um, but, but, and you have all the hippie or you have all the, the cult, the cult uh, uh, movements during the 60s. Sure. Um, sure. But, but in living, in living memory, like in the last 20, in the last 30 years that I've been alive, I can't think of anything. Right.
0: Right anything with this much scope right mm-hmm. millions of people you know yeah
1: cuz cuz i think of the i think of the trump flags like the maga flags the trump 2020 right. flags like they didn't go away well like, well it's funny you bring up
0: the maga flags cause i i think that's a really easy practical example so like when where we used to live in pennsylvania on the trip on the a drive to one of the towns, you'd have to drive to to get to anything. So um, there's a there's a piece of property, like a house, that has a big flagpole, and and like you know, in the flagpole, there's always uh, an American flag, Christian flag, and a MAGA flag. And a couple weeks before we left they put a new maga flag up they replaced the old maga flag and i realized that i will never have that level of devotion to anything <laughs> mm-hmm. like like that person bought a new flag walked outside brought down the flag bowl, put the flag on put it back up walk back inside like like I can't imagine, I can imagine being so passionate about a thing that I'd put like one of those things in my yard like chick and then walk mm. away. <laughs> I can't imagine being so devoted to a thing. I will, I will put a Jesus flag up for that. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I like, mean admitted, admittedly,
1: I did put up the Black Lives Matter and the rainbow flags, but that was like purely out of spite. Yeah, it's pettiness,
0: you know, that's right. different. Like, but, but that, well, that's totally different, you know, <laughs> but like, I can't. <laughs> the level of devotion you know and that's seems yeah. like so silly but like man like you took well,
1: time out of your day well because like that's the thing about about like political signs like in in a normal period in a, in a normal world political signs are like you you have to take them down after a certain time after the election like like that's that's just how it is like those are the ordinances those are the laws like Right. I, I can't name the specifics of it, but I know I know that in like public places, especially, they have to be removed after a certain amount after the election. Right. And and the the truly th- the truly bizarre thing about the Trump ones is that they just stuck around forever. Like we've right. we've been we've been driving past some of these Trump signs and Trump flags for for four years now. Right. Um, and and you know it's it's to the point where like in my heart of hearts, I know that even even after this is all over. <laughs> I mean, assuming it's all over and Trump doesn't install himself as emperor. Um, right. The, these flags are going to just become the new uh, uh, don't tread on me flags. And we're just going to see them forever. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that there's a real chance of that.
0: I think there's a real chance of that. I don't know, buddy. I, I am just constantly disturbed. You know, constantly nervous and scared you know we all are Mm -hmm. and i'm white so i ultimately don't have as much to worry about but like i i just i i don't understand you know i i always say that like i boy i just don't understand i don't i don't know if i get it i there isn't a single material thing that trump has done to make our lives better there isn't a single spiritual thing that Trump has done to make our lives better he just makes people feel good but 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 only by tapping into that dark sinful part of us that makes us feel good when when we know we've hurt somebody you know like and and uh, and you've got you've got Christian writers saying things that just just do not make any sense Jesus was white Jesus was not white what do you what are you saying I don't what you know quoting quoting Donald as if he's the beast and then seeming to imply that that's a good thing like I'm glad he's the beast you know like wh- wh- I huh what yeah it's
1: Evangelicalism for all of for all we dunk on it all the time. For a long while, at least, had the appearance of being upright. To use yeah. to use their language, upright, to, uh, upright, and 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 above reproach, we'll say. Right um, again, to use their language. And and that's just gone out the window.
0: Yeah. So uh, I just read a book. Um, for my class today, actually, on democracy and tradition, it was a good book. It was a dense book, but it was interesting. And uh, one of the things that this book does is the author Jeffrey Stout spends time talking about um, the new traditionalists. He, he doesn't he doesn't attack evangelicals. It was written in two thousand six. He doesn't go after evangelicals. He goes after folks like Stanley Howarwos, mm-hmm. and and he talks about resentment and how one of the scary things that these Christian theologians like Hauerwas or John Milbank you know who who kind of cast a vision of secularism as sort of the enemy you know like Hauerwas kind of goes down that road like Hauerwas for all of his kind of lefty things like Hauerwas sort of casts democracy and secularism as this sort of bad thing that that Christians need to pull out from, you know, and, and form their own communities against. And, uh, Jeffrey Stout says, uh, uh, of Hauerwas, Was. remember this is 2006. I think it's a little different now, but of Hauerwas, he says that, uh, never has there been a Christian theologian who has spread more resentment and done more damage to Christians' ability to be uh, uh, faithful to one another in the democratic system you know and he's and this book is primarily about democracy it's about the democratic system but but that really made me think not really out, not in part but that made me think then about the role of so many Christians now you know as as, uh, as and I don't know if Stanley Harawas is to blame for evangelicals being this way and I, I'm sure he's not. I don't think many evangelicals read him, but but like the the resentment, mm-hmm. right? Like like evangelicals are so full of resentment for for everything that that when they get when now that they're in charge, it's not enough to create uh a, a what they understand to be a better world. It doesn't even seem like they're trying to doesn't even seem like they're attempting to make the world or the country better. It, it, it's that they just wanna make it worse for everybody who's not an evangelical. To own the
1: libs, yeah. Yeah, to own the libs. Well, like, I mean, like there's if, no sense of the common good. It's it's if, just, you know. Yeah, if, if, if Mark Thule is any indication that I guess Stanley Hauerwas is a bigger deal in their imagined boogeyman than anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. I the resentment part is what got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, resentment. Yeah, that's that's the right that's the right emotion yeah. that that is sort of driving all of this.
1: You know. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up for this one. Sure. Um, this will this will probably end up being a semi regular thing. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine so. These sorts, of, these sorts of mini-sodes that aren't really mini-sodes. Um, right. We'll either call it Hot Takes or False Profit Watch. False Profit? Oh, that's not a bad one. False Profit Watch. That's a good one. The past. The Powers in the Past at False Profit Watch. I like that. False Profit right. Watch. <laughs> I, I like it. But, may, I like but it. maybe spell profit as profit, like making money. Yeah, oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Put dollar signs in. <laughs> <laughs> make it, make it one of those Baptist posters for all the Baptist churches. They're like, ooh, now, now announcing pastor or the reverend. Yeah, the right reverend doctor. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it has just like all the the uh, the lens flares and stuff, and like the,
0: <laughs> the yeah.
1: beach uh, sunrise background.
0: <laughs> I love that stuff i love that stuff come to a revival and hear prophecy over this person with an armani suit there's 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 gonna be a there's
1: gonna be an art class someday that studies that
0: oh there might already be there might already be that stuff's good that's 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 good stuff i like that someday
1: someday i'll have i'll have one of my other friends come on who likes to talk about beauty and aesthetics and stuff like that and and we'll have the two of you i'll have the two of you start talking And you can just have a conversation about that and we'll just have an entire episode about like the the how how it is that people find things that are truly gaudy beautiful
0: yeah i uh I, i don't know i would have to say maybe they don't find it beautiful but and they just they're just responding to it from a kind of a weird socially constructed
1: prettiness right
0: but But, uh... yeah
1: i don't know well friends (laughs) we'll we'll be back at another time with one of these hot take episodes uh thank you for listening and see you in our regular episode on wednesday